Hey community, in today's episode, Jenny McGrew, the founder of Worship Leaders Collective, joins Matt McCoy to talk about how to lead and pour into your worship volunteers well. Whether you have volunteers on your team or whether you are a worship volunteer yourself, we hope this interview is helpful. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm your host. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the Loop Live show where today I'm gonna to be interviewing my good friend, Jenny McGrew. She's the founder, the leader of Worship Leaders Collective, which is a massive community that's on Facebook and Instagram, and tons of worship leaders are in that group, and they all just talk everything worship. And if you're a worship leader, you need to for sure be inside of that group and uh, be just encouraged by what's happening in that group. So today, I'm gonna to be talking with Jenny about how to lead volunteers and how to grow your volunteer base at your church and in your worship ministry. I know that finding volunteers, keeping volunteers, dealing with difficult volunteers can be a challenge. That's a part of the worship leading job that I know that some people really don't like. And so we're going to just talk a little bit about that and get real. And I'm looking forward to talk to talk to Jenny about it and get some ideas and fresh ways to do that. So if you guys are watching this, Write down in the comments at any time, if you have any questions, write down in the comments your questions, and we might take a few of those live and answer them. So make sure you do that. Without further ado, here is Jenny McGrew. Jenny. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Loop Live Show. So good glad you're here. Good to be here, friend. So good, good. to see you. We've seen good. a lot of each other lately with worship innovators and stuff. We so. have, we've done good. kind of ton of conversations with each other. We did the Worship Innovators Conference together. It's been a fun couple of months. And totally. uh, it's it's really been a joy too, just personally getting to know you better over the past year or so. We didn't really talk much before that, but I think uh, in the past year, we've had a lot of phone conversations and Zoom meetings. And I've just really enjoyed getting to know you and your just authentic heart and passion for worship leaders. And yeah. most importantly, your care for the things that really matter which is the heart of why we're doing what we're doing it's not really about the performance and the celebrity culture and status or money and all that like all these kinds of things that get twisted into worship world sometimes and it's a challenge it's like a weird tension that i think a lot of people feel with and i just know that you have this like heart for like the worship leader heart like how do we take care of that how do we how do we just keep that healthy and in a good place. And so I love what you're doing with Worship Leaders Collective. Thanks for joining us today. 100%. Well, it's good to be here. And uh, we love to be part of what you guys are doing and uh, not just being for you guys, because we are for you, but just to be able to walk, you know, with you guys. And, you know, so many of us are able to walk together this season. And I just, you know, it's one of the beautiful things I think that's come out of this pandemic, you know, I think yeah. a lot more of us are seeing the value in, in walking together. So it's great yeah. to be here. Can't wait to have some good conversations. So, Last week we talked, you know, you were on our podcast and that'll be coming out soon. And I was actually telling my husband, I said, I said, I could, I think I could just sit and talk for hours with Matt. You know, I said, <laughs> I would actually enjoy some more just like, you know, yeah. just sitting at a table and yeah. just, you know, just hearing what's in your heart and just hearing you share. So this is going to be fun. So hopefully we'll get me. to do that in person again one of these days. We so will. today, we're going to be talking about worship volunteers, which is a topic that I'm sure comes up in the Worship Leaders Collective a lot, because I think this is a 
this is a point of tension for a lot of worship leaders. You know, it's it can be hard to lead people. And a lot of times people are very trained musically, like they know how to sing great, they know how to play their instruments great, they know how to put a set list together. But then once it comes to like these tensions of like, oh, volunteers that are being difficult and aren't showing up and aren't practicing or even getting volunteers in the first first place, it can be a really major learning curve for people and Huge. a frustration. And it can lead to burnout if it's not handled well. It can lead to getting fired <laughs> if it's not handled well. I mean, it's just, it's difficult, but it's a huge part of obviously right. what we do. And so mm -hmm. I guess my first question for you is how does a worship leader, first of all, even foster a community and culture of people wanting to volunteer and be a part? Because it's a challenge right. even to get people to, in the door. Right, right. Um, how do they foster? Well, you know, I'd written some notes here, so I just want to read what I wrote here and then we'll get into some deeper conversation. Yeah. Um, but how can, you know, how can a worship pastor foster culture that encourages people to volunteer? Um, well, I was thinking about that. It was actually something that Paul Balash and I were just talking about a few weeks ago, just on an Instagram chat back and forth. Um, but I, you know, we were talking about how, um, I'll say like, we teach what we know, but we impart who we are. And he says, yeah. he says something similar. Well, we teach what we know, but we minister who we are. And I was thinking about this question that you guys had sent me. And I was thinking, we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. 100% we will always re reproduce who we are. So I think for myself and, you know, even my husband and I, we co-pastor a church together and just even past worship teams that, you know, that I've had the honor and privilege to lead is um, you, you can't, you, you, you got to serve. So if you want to have volunteers on your worship team, then you got to, you got to serve with all your heart. You got to serve with all your soul. You got to serve with all your might and uh, not, you know, serving in your church, but also being willing to serve them. You know, we look at Jesus, our greatest example, you know, our model, you know, he didn't come to be served. The Bible says that, but he came to serve and to give his life, you know, his life as a ransom for many. That's what the Bible says. And we can see that, you know, just with the life of Jesus Christ. So, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we uh, foster a culture that encourages people to volunteer, be the volunteer, be the volunteer, <laughs> serve, show up, yeah. you know, um, do all yeah. the things. And, you know, I think practically we can create a positive and we can create an uplifting environment. You know, I, I just think that, you know, positive people, positive environments are attractive. You know, people are drawn to that. And, uh, you know, when we create a culture of hope, when we create a culture of love, when we create a culture of encouragement, joy, all those things are super contagious, you know, especially especially post pandemic, you know, because we're, we're in such like a, you know, people are in such a love de deficit, people are in such a joy deficit, you know, people are in such a hope deficit, you know, I, you know, for, you know, for all that people that are watching right now, I think these are some super simple and practical ways that people will just be, I want to be part of that. I want to be around someone like that because I actually need that because, you know, we think deeper, these are the fruits of the spirit. You know, and yeah. we are spirit. We were talking about that a little bit last week, you and I, you know, about the unseen, you know, um, but we are spirit. So our spirits are naturally going to be attracted to the things of the spirit. So um, and, and just and, and also realizing that as we're on ramping, as we're on loading, you know, people into our team, we can accept anyone and everyone. We can do that. We've all done it. I'm sure you've done it. We've also reaped the fruit of doing that, too, you yeah. know. Uh, but I would caution people um, not to do things too quickly, especially, again, I think a lot of, well, I know a lot of teams are in a deficit, you know, 
people have just kind of scattered. You know, now with the pandemic, people haven't been able to travel. So people are vacationing like crazy, you know, and, and of course, people just naturally want to do that. But I would just caution people is, is don't worry about having the biggest team. Don't worry about getting, you know, the, the farthest, the fastest and just really, you know, what actually just had this conversation with a, a girl last week because we're just getting ready for the fall again and we're talking about worship leading and I actually said this question I said would you die you know and this is a really strong thing to say but I looked her in the face I said would you die if you couldn't um if you couldn't lead worship would you die and uh, you know and that's kind of you know take that with a grain of salt you know and I just I was really pressing her hard and she's like yeah like would it kill you you know And, and not like literally but you know figuratively and she said it would it would you know and I said well that's great I really wanted to hear that you know I needed to hear that because calling begets calling you know and and we're not just trying to fill up space in our worship teams you know but we really want a worship team that are all called because you know whether you're the guitar player whether you're the drummer you know whatever you whether you're the pro presenter person we are really all worship leaders in our own right so how do you know how do we help you know um, foster a culture that encourages people to volunteer, yeah. you know, um, you know, do all the things that I just said, you know, I'm sure you've, you've probably got better ideas than what I just said, but you know, calling begets calling and uh, people are going to be attracted to that. And it's also going to create a culture that might not be quick growth, but it will be sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so good. I love what you said too, about the cre- creating an atmosphere of joy and positivity mm-hmm. People are drawn to that. And I will say that I think that things immediately start to go south when worship leaders start to care about the music more than the people, Mm -hmm. the people in your band. And if I'm being completely transparent with you, when I look back at my younger years of worship leading, I look back and I like kind of cringe a little bit because I'm like, man, I remember moments when I definitely cared way more about the music and how well we sounded and how, hey, did you play that part right? And I would like almost like even like, challenge the drummer like in I think not a healthy way to be like you didn't play that part exactly like the album the recording and like come on and I like was caring more about the music than I was the people and I know that that must have rubbed off on people like people knew that for sure and they, that did not make people feel good and it probably didn't right. make them want to keep playing and serving and that right. is a major that's a failure on my part as a leader Totally. I think, too, like, as you're just saying that, I think we could open up the conversation a little bit wider, too, is that people are looking to be part of a family right yeah. now. And and I think, you know, um, people are looking to be part of, a, you know, they don't have a family or they've been so disconnected. They're longing for family. And as we purpose to just create or continue to create that family culture, that people will want yeah. to be part of that you know we're just we're just uh, with Wilco we just had Andy Razier on this morning and he was actually talking about humility and I know we're not talking about that right now but he said I'd rather have an ounce of humility from someone than all the talent you know yeah and uh you know so that when we're when we're onboarding people you know or whatever your your process is don't just be so quick to look for the talent you know look for the heart right. of the servant look for the joy look for the person that wants to connect and really be part of a team and uh, because they're going to be more willing to be a team player and they're going to help create that culture of family that culture of team that culture of u- unity um that you you might initially have to create that culture yourself and like you know, start it, but but once it begins to take shape and form, that culture, you know, will begin to um, gain momentum, and you'll find that volunteers will begin to automatically 
begin to be attracted and it won't be so much work it'll be in momentum at that point it'll be enjoyable every it'll be enjoyable totally. for everybody totally yeah sometimes the process is work at first um that's just part of the process but as as i believe as we just purpose to keep sowing and uh, investing into the right things that will reap the the right things and and it will be with will reap with joy and i think that goes into my second question and we may have already kind of answered it is that you know Mm -hmm. the volunteers that you do have the people in your team that you do have how do you really go above and beyond to make them feel valued and I think really what we were just talking about is the main answer there right. is yeah. relationship, vulnerability, positivity, Mindset. encouraging them, mm-hmm. right? Leading them as, as a pastor, as a mm-hmm. fellow believer. Right. Would there be anything else um, you could add on to that? Yeah. That you think? Uh, we have something that we, we say to all of our volunteers. I'll say this to our worship team, too, is that we care more about how you're doing than what you can do for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's just so important because that just plays along into what you were saying about relationship is that, um, you know, people need to be seen. People need to see that they have value. People need to see that they matter. We need to see that, too, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sure. You know, we get that from the Lord. You and I are spiritually mature enough. You know, we get that from the Lord each and every day. But we also get it in the form of one another. And uh, I just think that's so vital, you know, just to always put the relationship before anything and uh, just, you know, sit down and and talk to them, say, hey, how are you doing? And not like just blowing past, hey, how are you doing? You know, but just really, you know, when you have those moments with them, just take the time, you know, look them straight in the eye, total undivided focus so that they really see that you see them and that they matter. And and that'll also help foster the rights. Um, culture in your worship team because that will begin to multiply in in the team it's such a challenging thing i think for a lot of worship Mm -hmm. leaders because a lot of times you know it's a job like they're at their job when you're leading worship you know if you're a full-time worship leader you are working basically like sunday morning you're on shift and it's almost like if you were working at a restaurant or something Mm -hmm. and your parents come in and they like want to chit chat and talk it's like hey mom and dad like i gotta work like i can't be (laughs) talking Right. right now but and so the so worship leaders kind of have to juggle this of like it can be hard to really take be intentional on a Sunday morning to talk to your team and you know because you're running around trying to make sure hey are the lyrics right are the right. Li- lighting right mm-hmm. rehearsal sound check totally. thinking about a lot of things and a so how do you juggle all those balls at once you know mm-hmm. totally you know and I think that's you know just even the little things that we can do is obviously you have like a team huddle before you know whether you do that with your whole church team we used to do that um, or then you know we do it with like our our whole team you know before church and we yeah. pray and we just go over the service but then we also do it with our you know individual team and we'll just we'll go over things hey does anybody need prayer today and then after we get off the stage or you know whatever people's platform looks like um, we'll just have a debrief time you know, mm-hmm. and and it's not critical time. This isn't the time to say this sucks, you know, or I hate you, you know, <laughs> like, you know yeah. how it can just go really bad, really fast. But it's yeah. a time where we can just say, okay, let's, let's celebrate the wins right now. The other stuff can be talked about later, but yeah. you know, that's a real way that you can help foster that as well. Easy stuff, that. you know, because when yeah. once that, let's, like, let's be real when, you, you know, when stuff's happening and 
you know, people have even said to me when I'm in the middle of stuff, wow, you're really intense. I'm like, well, yeah, like I'm kind of cooking the meal right now and I'm serving the table. You know, this isn't really the time to be like, hey, I got a joke for you. You know, it's just that, you know, because we're trying to be faithful in that moment to serve the Lord. So it's just it's knowing, you know, it's teaching our team to honor the moment to know what each moment is for. So, you know, when it's all hands on deck, it's like, okay, this moment is to serve the Lord. We're all going to work together. Um, We see each other. We love each other. But this isn't the time maybe for all those things. We're going to have that time before and we're going to have that time after. Now, if you're seriously having a meltdown and you're having a breakdown, okay, for sure, I'm here for you. I don't know how we're going to deal with it, but I'm always here for you. We're going to figure it out, you know. But I think that bookend thing that we can do, I think, is super valuable and uh you know, it just makes sense. It's just easy. Yeah. One of the easiest times, I think, on a Sunday morning to do that is right after worship. So, like, because, you know, right leading up to the actual worship set, there's a lot going on. Like, people are running around. You've got to get things ready, get going. But then right after worship, right, you all walk off stage. Sometimes you walk back into a green room or something. And instead of letting everybody disperse at that point and getting coffee in the lobby or whatever, right. what, what, what about this? What if... And I actually remember doing this one time at a past church I was at. You know how you pray before a worship set? Mm-hmm. Like what we did is after the worship set, we'd all gather yeah, in the totally. green room. Like you'd walk right into it and we'd do a prayer huddle and just thank God for what just happened. So instead yeah. of like the prayer of like, hey, like God, like, you know, help this worship so go out. It was like, God, thank you so much for just like such an awesome time of worship and what yeah, you did this morning. That. And then right totally. then, maybe take like five minutes to talk about, hey, what would you guys think? Like, how are you guys doing? And Totally. It, it puts all the focus back on the Lord and it gives all the praise to him. And also in those little things that might be bothering us, even that simple act of just giving it all to him can sometimes just release the grace of God into our own lives. So like the little things that we don't really even need to talk about that don't matter, they just kind of get washed away just in yeah. that moment of prayer in the presence of the Lord. So I love that. Yeah. That's so good. So yeah. how do we help our volunteers and I don't even know if the word volunteers is even right. No, I always, every time I, I say volunteer, I I'm struggle like, oh, with it. That's a weird word. I know. How do we help yeah. our team members, our, our worship comrades? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you, you know, as the leader, how do you help everybody really grow as worship leaders? Yeah. How do you help them grow as worship leaders? Well, again, we were talking about this this morning is um, it's about being a worshiper. You know, it's actually not really, you know, it is, but it isn't, you know, like on a pie chart. Like if we were to do a pie chart of like worship leading, I always tell people like, I think this much would be worship leading and the rest is just like worshiper, (laughs) you know? And I think it's just really putting the the focus back on, yeah, a worship, worship leading, you know, how many times we do it, you know, however we do it is really so small, really, in comparison of our week of our just our everyday act of worship. We see that in Romans 12 so well, you know, just take your order, your everyday ordinary life, place it before God as an offering, you know, and then the end, you know, in different translations, it says this is the least that we can do, you know, for everything that mm-hmm. God did for us. So, you know, I just think it's always making sure that we are putting Jesus Christ first and foremost before everything, you know, we're yeah, the set list needs to get practiced. Yeah, the new songs need to be learned. You know, I'm not saying those things don't matter, um, but to me, they're back here. They are yeah. important. I want it excellent. I want it tight. I want it right, you know. Um, 
but I want to see like, how are you doing in your relationship with God? How are you growing in your relationship with God? You know, and, and just simple things like asking our team in those moments when we connect with them or texting them, you know, or having a team group text, like, Hey, what are you guys reading in your Bible today? You know, or what are you guys hearing, you know, from God today? And I might answer that a little bit later in another question. Um, but it's just constantly talking about the Lord because I find so often, and maybe you found this too, it's like Jesus becomes this appendage. <laughs> it's like he's like over here. It's like the doing is all like the everything. And then it's like, oh, right, Jesus. Oh, right, but Jesus, you know. But like for me, and I want to talk about Jesus 99.9% of the time, you know. And I think, and I hope that inspires other people to be like, oh, right, I'm a child of God. Oh, right, I'm spirit. Oh, right, I'm actually not from here, you know. And and just mm-hmm. all these things as we individually, as, as worship pastors, as pastors, as leaders, um, you know, because people have different roles and positions in the team. Um, but it's just like the Apostle Paul said it so well, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, and I don't want to digress too far far from your question. And well, it's almost like helping your volunteers grow more as followers of Christ than it is helping them grow as worship leaders. Because it'll come if if they're growing as followers of Christ, they're going to become better worship leaders and worshipers. Totally. And I love that you just said that because it was something the Lord said to me actually two weeks ago. And uh, you know, I love studying about leadership. I love reading leadership. I like listen to every John Maxwell, you know, leadership podcast. But um, Jake and I, my husband, we were just at a retreat in Alberta with some friends a couple weeks ago. And uh, someone was talking and I don't know, I just went to like La La Land with the Lord because the Lord just began to talk to me. And I just said, Lord, what do you want me to learn in this season? What do you want me to learn? He said, I want you to become a really good follower of me. And it was like, it, it wasn't like profound. It wasn't like the Lord had never told anybody that before, you know, and that might just sound overly simple to you. But I think sometimes I focus so like, I got to be a good leader and I've, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And the Lord just kind of like, just that, you know, those holy reset moments with the Lord. He said, Jenny, like, just so still, you know, this is what I want you to focus on this season. I want you to get really good at following me. And it just blessed me so much because yeah. it was like, ah, oh, like it just, it just felt so good. And you know, I hope that as I become, you know, in Jesus' name, or you just by the grace of God, a, a better follower of Jesus Christ, you know, and, and that's a yeah. broad conversation that we're not going to talk about right now, um, that, you know, you, you can only give away what you, we can't give away what we don't have, you know, yeah. and that, you know, even as you, as you're leading your team or, you know, whether it's at Loop or, you know, whether it's worship innovators or whether it's, you know, even in your own church and, uh, you know, that as they see us following the Lord, that they too will want to follow the Lord, you know? Mm. And, I, and I have other people in my life that, like my father-in-law is one of them, you know? I just love how he follows the Lord, you know? And, yeah. and that inspires me to want to be more like Jesus. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's more about the, your character than it is your, what you're able to do as far as your actions. Like, oh, I'm a good guitar player. I'm a good worship leader. But... Who are you like as a person, like in the heart? Like, yeah. do you love God? Do How's you your heart? My, my father-in-law asked me that my whole life. Number one question. I just always laugh. He'll even just text me. How's your heart? Yeah. How's your heart? You know, and uh, I, I want to see young people, you know, I'm just, you know, we're just so passionate over here about just seeing this next generation, 
be able to go the distance. You know, no spiritual abortions. I've seen a lot of spiritual abortions. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I just cut you off. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. You said. No, I was just going to say maybe that would be a good question to ask your volunteers. Your team members, like, how, how's your heart? Like, how are you doing? In like, how are you doing in uh, your relationship with God? And I, th- yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's really good. Right, right, and and, how- and and in the right with the right heart, because I think, you know, um, I came from a culture years ago where it was like you pray at this time, you spend, you know, you you can only, you know, and they didn't say this, but we kind of felt, I kind of felt this way, you know. So this isn't throwing any shade at all, but. You know, um, you only pray between 4 and 6 a.m. in the morning. You know, that's like the most spiritual time. And like one hour, you have to spend one hour with the Lord. And you got to read a proverb. You've got to read a psalm. And then, you know, then you got to read like four. But, you know, I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there, you know. And uh, I think that we really have to be careful with how we say it, too. You know, because we're not trying to get people to perform. You know, we're not trying to, you know, we want to teach our worship teams to live after the spirit, you know, and not to be afraid of us saying, hey, how's your heart? They're going to Jenny's going to ask me how my heart is. And I don't know what I'm going to say. And here's my like, here's my planned response. You know, my hope, you know, and I say this for my kids and, you know, our kids are, you know, 19 and 22 now. I can hardly believe it. Um, But my hope as a parent is when the kids leave the house that we didn't just teach them what to believe or what to think, but how to believe and how to think and who to believe in, that they just wanted to, you know? And, and I think about it like as a leader, as a pastor, as a worship pastor, as a worship, yeah. as a worship leader, that we, you know, am I really truly leading my team to walk after the spirit? Not just to depend on me, but am I teaching them to walk after the spirit and rely on the spirit? This is yeah, a deep conversation, Matt. I wasn't expecting it to go like this. No, that's so good. That's so good. Well, and it's also like, you know, when you're leading a team, it's important to explain the why behind why you're doing something, not just the directives of what you're, what you want done, but like, why? Like, what's the vision behind it? And uh, that's good. That was, that was actually a really good word for me, just as I'm raising my two and a half year old. Um, Because yeah, I don't want her to grow up just thinking like I do this because I was told that's what we do. Like totally, I I, wa- I, I want there to be Jake desire the other, out of her right. heart to do it. Totally. Sorry, we have a bit of a delay here. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I had told uh, I don't know who I said the other day. I said, you know what? It's beautiful, and don't want to cry while I say this because you know you just get so passionate about parenting. You understand now. You're married, and you know yep. you have a little one, and I think you have another. Do you have another one on the way? Another one coming in like two weeks. Yeah, I thought so. And, um, you know, I was just like, you know, if I die tomorrow, this sounds heavy. You don't let that be heavy. I just, if I die tomorrow, I know that my kids would serve the Lord. Yeah. You know, and, oh, here we go. That's the win. Yeah. That's, that, that's the win. You know, that's, that's the, that's the goal. And uh, we're not talking about this, but I am going to say this. Parents, our children should be the greatest fruit of our ministry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Let's go to I something like lighter. This is going deep. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you deal with team members who are difficult? And, oh. you know, maybe they're just not showing up. They're not reliable. They're not learning their parts. Maybe they're not coming when they're said they're going to be there. Yeah. Maybe they just have an attitude. What if they even have, like, maybe a bad attitude? Maybe they're the ones causing the negativity. 
you know, Discord, you know, just difficult team members. Yeah. How yeah. do you handle that? Well, it's always going to happen. So if you think you can avoid it, you're never going to avoid it. It's, it's yeah. unavoidable. I like what my pastor used to say in Calgary. It always makes me laugh and it actually makes me, um, it just makes it easier for me to handle it and deal with it when it comes. He would always say, um, where two or three are gathered are imperfect people. <laughs> You know, and then I always think, you know, I like to put myself in that category too, just, you know, because it humbles me. Like, I'm one of those imperfect people, you know, I've been that difficult person. I can be that difficult person, you know. Um, I can say, even like, just pragmatically, is, you know, we're in post pandemic, and, you know, some, well, we know Australia just went back on lockdown. I can hardly believe it. And uh, there's a lot of feelings, there's a lot of emotions. Um, more than ever. So like we already had difficult people before. And uh, I think that we're really going to have to prepare ourselves. Um, I don't want to say difficult, um, just for some challenges ahead with people, because people are going through a lot. You know, yeah. I think about First Corinthians 13, love suffers long and is kind. You know, as worship pastors and worship leaders, it requires a lot of patience. It's going to require you know, maybe I'm saying this prophetically for some people, it's going to require a lot of long suffering, you know, not just as leaders, but with the hearts of mothers and fathers, not to give up on our teams, not to give up on people, you know, and uh, not be so quick to just say off with your head, <laughs> you're out of yeah. here, you know, because, you know, we have to, you know, I think that in this season, in particular, the Lord's been talking to me about, hey, Jenny, you need to be quicker to listen and slower to speak and realizing that, you know, post pandemic and through all these things, especially with this next generation, because I know a lot of people have a lot of the next generation on their team is yeah. that they're going through a lot. They're dealing with a whole lot more than what we could imagine. And a lot of times they're just reacting out of stuff that they're already dealing with. And some of that stuff that they're not even, they don't even understand fully what's going on, you know, is that you almost have to help process that and realize a lot of them don't have a healthy home situation. They might not have parents that even know how to help them or know how to handle it. So, you know, worship pastors, worship leaders for me, I'm like a full-time mom mm -hmm. every single day. I am literally a full-time mom to so many people, you know, and that's just something that I've accepted. And, and I really believe that God is raising up not just leaders in this hour, but true mothers true fathers, you know, with the heart of the father, you know, with the heart of long suffering, with the heart of patience, you know, with the heart of love, with the heart of understanding and um, with the heart of discernment too, so that we're not quick to judge that situation and that person in that moment, but that we could just, even before we go into that meeting with them or whatever, you know, just pray and ask the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, would you just give me wisdom and understanding discernment and all things right now, you know, that I wouldn't just look with the eyes, you know, of my flesh you know, yeah. but that I would look with the eyes of my spirit of what's going on, you know, and how do we deal with this? So how do you deal with it? You know, first of all, you got to deal with it. You need to deal with it. it you know, it's just be like a parent with, with poor behavior, you know, like even with your daughter, like, you know, you have to deal with it, you know, because you love them. Mm -hmm. Not because, you, you know, in that moment, you know, you can get frustrated with people or you can even get be mad at your team. You're not, I, I hope that we don't say I'm mad at you. That'd be so immature, you know, but we do get frustrated, you know, and uh, we try to hide it as best as we can, you know, yeah. Um, but we do have to deal with it because that's what love does. And that's what love is like Jesus. You know, we can see Jesus, you know, even modeling that, you know, I think of Peter, you know, Jesus with Peter before, 
I'm so challenged by this story, Matt, all the time, is before Peter was going to deny Jesus three times, what did he say to Peter? He grabbed Peter and he said, Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith wouldn't fail. You know, he wasn't saying, Peter, you're going to do this and Peter, you're going to do that. And ultimately, this is going to put me on the cross and I'm going to suffer, you know, and uh, just for us to be just just slower to see them and ask the Lord to show us, you know, what's going on, you know? So yes, we have to deal with it because that's what love does, but let's not just be quick to just get frustrated. And, you know, perhaps some of us even angry, you know, and you just want to like scream in a pillow. Um, But just again, to go back to walking after the spirit is we need to deal with it after the spirit. So it's going to require in my life too, just even like I was saying, post pandemic, I think we need to be prepared for some challenges is even as leaders, like I'm talking about worship pastors right now is that we're going to have to up the prayer in our own lives, you know, so that our tanks aren't empty and our tanks aren't dry so that we are ready and we're prepared to, to deal with this, you know, to walk alongside people and to help them. Um, as like Jesus would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, seeing them as people and not just another cog in the wheel and having the right. compassion and growing in that compassion. I love what you're saying there because it, it is, it's, we've all had that moment, I'm sure, where you have this like epiphany where you're just like, maybe it's like you've, maybe you watched some sort of like documentary and somebody just poured out their heart or you heard like a testimony at church or someone in small group shared what they were going through and they got really vulnerable and maybe they don't usually. And you every one of us have had that moment where you have this epiphany of, wow, people are going through a lot. Like you have no, like we have no idea how much people are facing. Mm-hmm. And right. you don't know until you start asking and listening mm-hmm. and l- giving people an opportunity to feel safe to share their story or what's happening. And I think that is kind of a part of being a leader of maybe giving your team members a space to be like, you know, how are you really doing? Like what, what's going on? Because I think if they're not showing up on time consistently or maybe they have bad attitudes or something Mm -hmm. there's something else deeper and it's almost our responsibility as like the leader to like how do we like love them in that and give them a a safe space to be able to share that and that might even just help just them being feeling known and heard you know and i i think it's that's the first step to take you know and then it's like you you know i'm not saying totally avoid like hey you got to practice you got to learn your music hey we need to show up on time but i have learned i'm just thinking actually as i'm sitting at this table in our staff room right now at the church um just this was pre-pandemic but i had a young man and, and um he had a bit of an attitude issue and uh I actually had to call him in here and, you know, I had to deal with it just as what we're talking about. So I didn't let it slide. You know, it was like, okay, we got to deal with it. But I just, I looked at him and um, I just said, I want you to know that I really care about you, you know, and, and just like affirming him, you know? Yeah. And uh, by the end of that time together, you know, we talked about all the things he was crying. He was crying and, um, you know, and not that tears mean anything, but his heart was open and it was like something was broken in him and a complete, Matt, a complete 180 shift. Complete. Wow. 180, you know? Yeah. So just, just the value Somebody needed in to seeing care. someone. Yeah. Because it was just, I could, what, what really was behind all of it was behind the anger and maybe behind the, um, the explode, I don't want to say explosions, but just a bit volatile, you know, at worship yeah. was a spirit of rejection. Yeah. There was a root of a spirit of rejection and the Lord began to show me that. 
And as I, we sat down at the table and I just began to talk to him and, you know, affirm him and talk about that, um, it just something broke and we prayed together and it just, that was the issue. You know, I, if I just said, hey, I, I need you to quit being angry at practice. You just can't actually can't act like that. Well, that wouldn't have that would have actually made him more upset, and it would have been it would have been another rejection in a way to him. And but as you know, you take the time and you ask the Lord, you say, "Hey, what is this?" It was just like going layers deeper. It's like, oh, there's a spirit of rejection here. This is why this is happening, you know. And um, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's so good. And it's that kind of pastoring and leadership. That I feel like if we got a hold of that as worship leaders, it's going to take your worship leading and your worship ministry to a whole other level. Yeah. And but it's not easy. Like that's it's, it's challenging stuff. It's not easy, and I don't want to say every case is like that because we all, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like what John Maxwell said the other day. He said, "Sometimes you win, and sometimes you learn." <laughs> so I feel <laughs> like I'm always learning, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people just can't get their heart right. And you know what? That That's not on us. You know, we give them yeah. the opportunity and we try and we do our best. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to work together as a team and people need to understand that, you know. And um, but, you know, we do what we can to get there. And uh, I'll, I'll stick with someone as long as possible and yeah. uh, until I know that there's nothing else that I can do. So the longer I think I'm, that's a good place to wrap this conversation up. I feel like that's okay. Those are such good words and good reminders and good challenging things for a worship leader to think about. So I appreciate you, Jenny. Thanks so much for sharing your heart. You too, Matt. For doing what you're doing. It's huge. And um, I know that you just like really genuinely care about the worship leader and the heart of the worship leader. So thanks for that. Yeah. Love people. Appreciate you. Everybody go check out Worship Leaders Collective. How do they they find it? What's the best starting point? You know what? Um, you can go to our website, worshipleaderscollective.com, or you can go to Facebook and just type in Worship Leaders Collective. You'll find us there. Um, or you can go to Instagram and just type in Worship Leaders okay. Collective. So we're on all those three things. But if you jump yeah. over to our website, you'll find everything too. So. Cool. Make sure you guys join that community. All right. Okay. See you, Jenny. Yeah. All right, you guys. That is another episode of the Loop Live Show. So thankful for Jenny and her heart for worship leaders and for the community that she's built over there at Worship Leaders Collective. Make sure you guys join that. Check that out. If you guys have any questions or any thoughts uh, in the comments, wherever you're watching this video or if you're listening to a podcast, make sure you type in uh, just a comment on what is one thing that you really walked away from this live show with? What's one thing you really learned? What, What did you feel challenged by? Also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And on podcasts, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can stay tuned for more Loop Live episodes coming to you. We've got a ton of great interviews lined up over the next couple months, and I'm looking forward to those. As always, thanks for being a part of Loop Community, and we'll see you soon. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt McCoy. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Hey, it means so much to us when you let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments what you learned from this episode, anything else that you found encouraging from this episode. Glad you guys are listening to the podcast. Hope to provide to you a lot of helpful content as you lead worship. See you soon.